Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Thanks for joining us today. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. On this show, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, we're giving you insights and advice on how to move the ball and make things happen. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I am having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you haven't yet followed the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode as part of this series, as well as the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests for the series, as well as for the rest of this season. Now, today, Inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Eric Gray. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you on with us today. Let me just share a little bit about your background for our listeners. Eric is a running back who just finished his college football career playing for the University of Oklahoma. During this past season, Eric set career highs in rushing yards with 1,366 rushing yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. This rounded off his career totals to 3,089 career rushing yards. Eric was also recognized with Pro Football Focus's first team All Big 12 honors, and he was awarded the Don Key Award for Excellence on and off the field. Eric was also invited to this year's Reese's Senior Bowl we will talk about all of this and more on today's show. All right, Eric, are you ready to move the ball? I am. Let's do it. First off, I want to start with the Don Key Award. You are one of three players who received that for not only your on-the-field performance, but also because of your commitment to excellence off the field. What really drove you to want to excel not only in football and academics, but in everything? It kind of started as me as a child. My dad coached at an inner-city high school when I was growing up, and I used to always ask him, like, where are these guys going to college? Because I know they're going somewhere special. They look to my five-year, six-year-old self that these were special players that could really play at D1 schools, but he would always tell me they have no grades. So I learned early on that no matter how good I was on the field, that I had to be just as good off the field in order to be great at anything, in order to get a scholarship in college. Great advice from your dad. And so let's run things way back to when you were a kid. So you're from Memphis, Tennessee. Your dad and uncle both played college football at the Division I level. Uh, both were running backs as well. Your dad was at Tennessee State. Your uncle played at Ohio State. So I'm sure they had a huge influence in you getting into football. But tell us about when was the first time that you picked up a football or when did you first suit up? Well, if you ask my parents that question, they're going to say I was running around the house all the time since I was born putting it on. But my first time was when I was four years old. My mom was director of my youth league. I was four years old playing with the five and six-year-old. So I got a quick start, four-year-old, but it was a good time. And what about football made you fall in love with the game? Coming out of Memphis, Memphis is a huge basketball city. You're young. That's what everybody wants to do. Everybody wants to play basketball. But I kind of knew that football was my calling at that time. I was very interested in basketball. I played basketball and football my whole life, but I just knew football was my ticket. I knew it was what I was natural at. 
And my listeners know that I've been a student of the game of football since I was four years old, been a big basketball person as well, played basketball. And there are so many things that you learn from being a competitive athlete that translate not only to your performance on the court or on the field, but also to your success beyond the game. When you look at some of the things you've picked up as a kid and what you need to do so that you can excel, what were some of those things that having that competitive mindset helped you to learn and know that these are things that you need to do to continue to be successful at anything? Just wanting to win in everything, having that, like you said, that competitive mindset and working hard. You know that on the field, you have to work hard in order to get those big plays, in order to get that success you want on the field. It's the same thing in the classroom. You got to work hard. You got to study. You got to do those things in the classroom in order to get those A's on your test, get those A's on your final exams. And that's what I learned. Just working hard in everything pays off for you. Absolutely. Now, when you look at the running back position, what are some of the things that you feel are necessary to excel at this skill position? And secondly, what makes you different from the other running backs that are in the draft class? You look at the older game, you kind of got a a big back who's running downhill and like a Walter Payton or a Jim Brown, those type of backs we saw a lot. But now in today's game, you have guys who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Being able to catch as a running back is a very good tool that you have to have in order to play the position. You got to be able to make people miss coming out of the backfield. I would say What I separate myself from the rest of the guys in the draft is my ability to make people miss as well as my ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. I've been fortunate enough to play in a lot of different schemes, so I've been able to showcase it all. And your dad was a running backs coach, and so I'm sure he definitely helped you to improve and grow as you continue to develop through high school and beyond. How has he influenced your journey? He's influenced me a lot. He was my running back coach in high school. Like you said, we butted heads all the time. It's been great. I've always allowed him to watch my tape trying to get a different set of eyes not me just watching and critiquing but allowing him to watch and critique to see what he saw he's influenced me like you said my uncle played running back as well so both of them have kind of taken that little tag team and helped me get to where I am today and you definitely showed out in high school I mean you were named Tennessee Mr. Football your sophomore year I believe was the first time you got that name you had rushed for 2,251 yards and had 38 touchdowns that year, the following season, you were also named Tennessee Mr. Football, had 3,151 yards rushing and 45 touchdowns. And you were also named Tennessee Gatorade Football Player of the Year. So very, very impressive, even in high school. What were you doing back then that really like helped you step up your game compared to everybody else out there? I just wanted to be the best I could possibly be. I had the same mindset then that I have now of trying to be the greatest to ever play. Then you talk about those Mr. Footballs. I wanted to be the one and only player to win it three times. I wanted to win it my sophomore, junior, senior year to be that only player to ever won Mr. Football three times. I had those goals. I had those things that I wrote down on my mirror every day that I looked at to make sure I was successful and I was doing the little things every single day. So like we're talking now, I can say that I won those Mr. Footballs three times in a row. And you talk about writing down your goals, you're having it on a mirror. It's so important when you write things down, the likelihood of you achieving it is that much greater because you see it, you think about it, it's top of mind. It's not just something like, oh, I got it in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah, I got this. Like you'll get distracted from those things. But when you have it physically in front of you and it's top of mind, then you tend to do the right things to be able to achieve that. 100%, 100%. Now, you initially decided to go to the University of Tennessee before you transferred to Oklahoma. Why did you decide to go to Tennessee originally? I fell in love with the program. I fell in love with Coach Pruitt and the vision that he had for the program. I thought Tennessee was a great place. It wasn't that far from home. Driving-wise, it was an easy drive. I had offers from like Alabama and all those different schools in the world, but I didn't want to go to the Alabamas of the world. I kind of wanted to be the team to beat the Alabamas of the world. 
I kind of felt like that would be more special beating those teams rather than joining those teams in a sense. I felt like I had a chance to play early at Tennessee. I loved it. I loved Tennessee at that time with Coach Pruitt. I felt like we really had a good thing going. For sure. And yeah, I am a two-time Alabama alum. Some people know I went to Alabama specifically for Alabama football. So that was my influence to go there. Now, during my path to the draft series, we always talk about your college football career on the show, and we'll get to that. But there's some other things that I really want to highlight that stand out about you. And we've talked a little bit about academics and excellence beyond the game already. But you were awarded first team academic all Big 12 honors when you were at Oklahoma. I just think that's important because so many people lose sight of the academic piece. And so having that bigger picture is important. So beyond just being a great athlete, as well as a great student, you were doing so many other things to make an impact off the field. And I really like that about you because I always say that moving the ball is not just about what you do in your career. It's about the impact you make and how you serve others. Some of the things that you've done, you served as a math tutor for underachieving middle schoolers. Like, why did you want to do that? Why was math tutoring specifically the thing that you wanted to do? I just wanted to find some way to to try to mentor the younger group. I felt like when I was young, I've always had a mentor that I looked up to that helped me. I had always growing up, I had always somebody in my corner that was looking out for me. So I kind of wanted to pay that back and just say that I wanted to help younger people. It's the same thing coming through high school, mentoring those. It was their joy of their day. Just going out there and seeing their faces of, you know, this football star in our room helping us with math. It was amazing just to see their faces light up every time I come in the room. It was sad to let them go. I remember the day that I left, they brought a big cake in there for me saying, thank you, Mr. Gray, for everything you've done for us. It was just an amazing day. Oh, that's awesome. It's such a great feeling to know that you're able to make a difference in someone else's life like that. Now, something else that I absolutely love about your background, too, and how you're serving is you helped to raise money for Touchdowns Against Cancer, which was a St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital initiative. And for me personally, one of the reasons why I loved learning that about you was one of my degrees is in biomedical engineering, and I used to work in a hospital. So like, I'm very keyed in on things that go on in the medical field. And so I thought that was just a great way to be able to make a difference. And so how did you get linked up with that? Tell us a little bit more about that. So it was actually me and my friend, Isaac Weiss. He was the kicker on my high school team at the time. He had started, it was with Pledge. It was the organization that we did the touchdowns against cancer with. He kind of started it. And I saw him one day looking at it on his computer. And I was like, hey, what is that? He was like, you know, I'm going to do this kicks. He was doing kicks against cancer. So every field goal that he made, he was going to give back. And I was like, okay, that'll be something good for me to do with touchdowns against cancer. And St. Jude is such a predominantly big hospital in Memphis and a big organization in Memphis. So I definitely tagged on to him. We raised a lot of money. We ended up winning the first place prize that year to raise money for St. Jude. It was an amazing time. That is something that I want to continue to do once I get into the NFL. I definitely want to go back to Memphis and help St. Jude for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Such a great cause to be a part of. I mean, I know St. Jude's is recognized across the world as being a premier organization that's really trying to make a difference for young kids as they battle cancer. So let's talk about your college football journey. You started playing at the University of Tennessee and then obviously transferred over in January 2021. You declared that you were entering the transfer portal. But when you look at that first year SEC conference, for one, you were on the first year SEC academic honor roll. So also kudos academically. And you played in all 13 games that season. So what was that like for you playing in an SEC school and getting to play in all the games? You know, it was a lot of fun and it was a learning process. So at the beginning of my freshman year, I played a lot. I played a lot at the beginning of the year. I kind of didn't play as much as I wanted to in the middle, but I kind of ended up 
being the starter kind of at the end of the year. So it was a learning process for me. I had to get over that mental wall that they say you hit when you're a freshman, kind of learning how to endure through an entire college season is what I had to learn. But it was a great time for me. I still look back on those memories, talk to some of those guys who were on that team about those memories. Just playing SEC ball, it's nothing like it. It was amazing. And you had a really great game against Vanderbilt that season, rushed for 246 yards, had three touchdowns in that game. I believe it was the last game of the regular season as well. You were SEC freshman of the week as well. What was that game like for you, especially as a freshman? Yeah, it was quote unquote, my coming out party. It was the game that I wanted all year. It was the game that I had been hoping for, the game that I had been praying for. And we just got into that rainy Vanderbilt game. All the stars aligned in that game. It was an amazing game. It's just words can't describe me in that game. It was so fun. It was like it went by so quick. Like the game went by so quick that I still wanted to be out there and keep running. But it was an amazing time. I still look back on those memories and watch those highlights. And it's amazing what I did that night. And I mentioned that you had decided in the beginning of 2021 that it was time to make a change and to go to Oklahoma. What kind of led to that decision to enter the transfer portal? Just everyone had at Tennessee had got fired. The guy that I went there for, Coach Pruitt, as well as my running backs coach, everybody left. I fell in love with the program because of Coach Pruitt and the vision that he had for the program. And now I didn't know who the head coach was going to be. I didn't know the future of the program. So me and my family kind of felt that it was time to kind of look in a different direction. And how was the transition going from Tennessee to the Sooners? It was good. I felt like Oklahoma really brought me in and, and showed me that it was home. The fans in Oklahoma are very, they allow you to be comfortable. They allow you to come in and show you that this is home. It was home from the first day I went there. I loved Oklahoma. I loved Norman. Norman's kind of a smaller town. Oklahoma City, that's right there if you want a city feel. But I loved it. It was an easy transition for me. And when you first got there, like, were there some people that kind of took you under their wing or like made you feel accepted and like this was home and really like embraced you into the program? 100%. Well, you know that three of us went there. So me, Wanye Morris, Key Lawrence, all of us went there together. So that was kind of a culture that we had already had together, brotherhood that we had already banded together. So definitely with them three, but hanging out with some of the older guys like Brian Asamoah or Isaiah Thomas and Jalen Redmond, hanging out with those guys kind of really brought me in. Our our quarterback, Woody, was already there. They just brought me in and said, you know, that this is Oklahoma is different from Tennessee, but it's the same thing. And this past season, you started all 12 regular seasons games. You definitely a top producer. Overall, I mean, you produced the ninth best single season rushing total in Oklahoma history. So again, kudos to you on that. Like, what were you doing to just ensure that you were continuing to move the ball and dominate in your game? So in 2021, I kind of didn't play as much as I wanted to. So when 2022 came around, I wanted to make sure that this was my last year in college. I wanted to do every little detail right to make sure that I dominated the way I did. So thinking about starting in January all the way to December, I wanted to make sure that I was dominating, whether it was a winter workout, whether it was a fourth quarter session in April, whether it was a spring ball rep, whether it was fall camp, whatever it was, I wanted to make sure that I was doing the details right every single day. So come Saturday in the fall that I was ready to play. It's a great mentality to have. I mean, it's all it's about giving it all you've got every single time, no matter whether it's a practice or whether it's getting ready for a game. It's just putting that 100% effort forward every single time. Now, you were one of the few select players that got to go to the Combine. There's only 319 players that were invited for this year's Combine, and that's a smaller number than in prior years as well. What was it like for you to find out that you were getting an invitation? What was the first thing you did? It was amazing. I would say I got my combine invite kind of early, like right after the season. It was like a dream come true for me. I had been watching the combine my entire life. I used to just every year watch the running back drills to see what they're doing. 
soon as the running back drills went off the next day, I'll try to go do exactly what they were doing. So me to be able to be that running back, knowing someone else is watching me go through it. It was amazing. It was a dream come true. Kind of a long week. You're there Wednesday. You don't go to Sunday, but it was the dream come true being out there with all the different guys, getting to learn those brotherhood with those other guys, those other running backs in the room, 27 of us running backs and all of us jailed together like we had been playing on the same team. So it was just an amazing to be there. The combine week, as you mentioned, get there Wednesday. You're not done till Sunday. So it's definitely a long week with everything that's going on. You've got media interviews, team interviews, medical, which can take a long time for some people too. So, I mean, there's just long days. I mean, sometimes you've got interviews till 10, 11 o'clock at night. It's not just something you go and chill and you wait till it's your turn to get on the field and run your 40 like people might think because that's what they see on TV. There's a lot more that goes into it. I'm always at Indy. I had to leave early. I'm a realtor as well. And so I had to do an open house. So I didn't get to see you run in person, but I was following the running backs on Sunday on my app for sure. So you also got invited to participate in the Reese's Senior Bowl. Only a select people get to go to that. How was that experience for you? That, again, is another week of activities. It's not just about the game. There's practices. You're also meeting with teams and other people. What was that experience like? It kind of prepped me for the for the combine. You know, with all the media, all the interviews you got to do, the practice. The only difference is the practices. You get a chance to play football. It's a little different at the combine. You're focused on the 40. You're focused on vertical broad. At the senior bowl, it's about football. It's about doing what you do, learning an NFL playbook, getting used to NFL style of coaching. It was a very great week for me. I wanted to go to the senior bowl and prove how great Eric Gray was. I wanted to show that Eric Gray could do it all in the offense. And that's what I did. I ultimately went out there and I did what I said I was going to do. Yeah, you definitely excelled that week, turned a lot of heads, and you earned the American team's running back practice player of the week, which is voted on by your peers in your position group. Like, how did that feel to get that award? It felt great. I remember sitting in there at walk-ons and they calling my name and I was like, that's special to be able to be voted by your peers, by voted by the players that they say are the top players in the country and they vote you as the best one of the week. That's the ultimate award for me. Now, there were three other Oklahoma players that were there with you on the American team. What was it like to just even have some of your teammates there participating in that week? It was great just to have that experience with those guys, with guys that you know, to be able to, like me and Wanye talk all the time. You think about 10 years from now, me and Wanye can sit back and talk and say, remember we were at the Senior Bowl? Me and J-Red can say, hey, you remember we were at the Combine? Just different things like that. Those experiences and those memories you can never get back. Aside from those experiences, is there anything else that you would take away from that Senior Bowl week that will just kind of stick with you? The NFL style of coaching, learning how an NFL playbook runs, being able to learn that playbook. That's definitely what I'll take away. Just being a pro every single day. You have to be a pro at the combine, at the senior bowl. You have to be a pro because someone's always watching. You have to have that mentality when you're going into this next league that somebody's always watching and there's always a camera. So you got to be on. You got to be ready to go. We got to be a pro every single day. I like that because that's something I have a lot of guys that are in the league come on the show and they talk about there's someone's always watching. You have to act as like there's always a camera, especially when it comes to, to now with technology and social media. I mean, somebody is always watching and at any moment you can be put on social media. And so it's important to conduct yourself as a professional at all times. At all times, right. So we talked about the combine a little bit already. There's a lot of work that goes into like there's a lot of emphasis placed on the combine and the drill specifically, people think that that's like the most important. Depending on the team, some teams will look at film and other things as they're scouting for what players, but that is a big job interview, as people like to say, that week of events. And so 
as you were training for your pre-combine training, what were some of the things that you were focused on really improving upon so that you could have a great combine experience? Definitely those drills, those running back drills. We were honing in on those drills every single day, going back over them just to make sure we put our best foot forward. All of our guys that I was training with, we had a great group of guys that I was training with. We competed every day. It was a competition every day, nothing. Iron sharpens iron. We had a great group that was going at it every single day, talking a little trash every day, just bringing the best out of each other. It was a great time to be able to just see how you match up against the other guys. You say you're the greatest, so let's see. And so when you look back at your combine experience, what are things that you'll take away from that week? It's the senior ball on steroids at the combine because there's definitely somebody watching everywhere you go because there's so many scouts, so many coaches, so much media. You got to be on all the time. You got to be a pro. You got to produce. And that's what the NFL is. And there were quite a number of Oklahoma players that were participating in the combine as well. How was that for you just to know so many of your teammates got that opportunity when, like I said, it is a very limited number of players that do get that honor of being extended an invitation to participate? It's definitely a special honor. And I'm glad I got to be able to share it with those players. I've seen those guys work. I've seen how much it means to them. I've seen how much making it to the next level means to them. So I'm glad their hard work is paying off just as well as mine. For sure. So if someone were to ask you, Eric, if a team were to ask you, why should I choose you over somebody else? What would you say? I would say because Eric is going to give 110 percent every single day. You're never going to have to worry about him. He understands what it means to be a pro. He wants to be the greatest to ever play. He doesn't want to have any regrets when he's done playing. So he's going to make sure every day that he does the little things every single day to be successful. He's going to make sure he's prepared. He's going to make sure he's on time. He's going to make sure he's doing the right things because he knows when he gets done playing, he wants to be able to say he's the greatest ever play. Great answer. So we're going to take a quick break now. When we come back, I've got some fun questions I want to ask you. We'll be right back. Hey, have you moved the ball in your own life today? If you're working toward your dream job, a new personal record, or a bigger salary, you need a plan to consistently make progress. That's why I wrote Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. These books are packed with strategy and easy to implement tips on gaining clarity of your goals, developing your own personalized playbook for success, pushing your boundaries of comfortability, and really elevating and dominating. Go to www.dominateandmove.com and enter code DOMINATE2023 for a 20% discount on the bundle. And all books are signed copies as well. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, we're back, Eric, and I want to run you through my two-minute drill, ask some fun things. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. All right, first question is, outside of football, what do you like to do? So in the offseason, I try to find something to pique my interest a little bit. One offseason was golf. I was trying to figure out how to play golf. I was watching YouTube videos, bought me a set of clubs, just something to try to pique my interest. The next season, it was bowling. Trying to figure out how to bowl. My mom is an excellent bowler. I can never beat her, but I'm I'm gonna beat her soon. I try to find something every single offseason to kind of pique my interest a little bit. Nice. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Funny, smart, and intelligent. What is one thing most people don't know about you? That I can juggle. Oh I'm a great juggler. That's a talent. I cannot juggle. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you've been given by a mentor or a coach? The ability to Leave home business at home when you come into a facility. You can't bring extra baggage into a football space. You got to let football be football and allow home to be home. You can't mix the two. It's kind of that cliche term of mixing business with pleasure. You can't, you have to allow your football to be one set and your home to be another. You have to be a pro every single time you're in that football facility and you have to produce every day. 
to be able to last a long time. Yeah, the ability to compartmentalize is so important. And the people that do it well are obviously the ones that show up better as professionals. And that's not just in football, that's in any career that you choose. Now, I'm going to flip it and ask, what's the best piece of advice that you would give someone? I would say, you're like me, don't try to figure everything out in one day. Try to take it day by day, do the details, and the big picture will take care of itself. Don't get caught up in looking at the big picture. Don't get caught up in looking at your goals that you set for yourself. Just take those steps each day by day, and you'll eventually get there. I like that. Next question is, would you rather be the world champion of your sport or the CEO of a billion-dollar company, and why? CEO of a billion-dollar company. Just because you've helped so many people with a billion-dollar company that you've changed the world, whereas the world champion of your sport is you're the world champion. You work hard in your sport, but a CEO of a billion-dollar company, you've made something that has changed the world forever. Great answer. Next question is, you have 24 hours and a private plane that will take you anywhere. Where are you going? I'm going to Fiji, a tour of Europe. I don't know how long that takes, and Barbados. Great places to visit. Next question is, do you sing in the shower? 100%. Would people say that you're good? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. you can carry it too. I am a great singer. Okay, good to know. So as we look to close the show, let people know, where can they follow you? Where are you at on social media? So on Instagram, is just Eric Gray. On Twitter, it is one Eric Gray. And TikTok, it's Eric Gray as well with like two Ys, I believe. Okay, perfect. We will have those in our show notes so people can follow you on your journey. One last question for you. At some point, football will come to an end and you'll have to hang up those cleats, hopefully for not some time yet to come. What do you want to do? Have you thought about what you plan on doing beyond football? Beyond football, I want to be able to say that I was so successful that I can just sit down, take care of my family, take care of my kids and just be able to rest and do whatever they want to do, take care of them and do whatever they want to do. Nice. I like it. Well, Eric, thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been a true pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thank you. And I wish you much success in the draft. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. Once again, if you haven't already done so, hit that follow button so that you never miss a future episode. And also share the show with a few friends too. It's one way that you can help me to move the ball. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends, too. Next, I want you to go to GetInsideTheHuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.